asked me about my shirt. That's a cool shirt, Maggie. Where'd you get it? <laughs> um, I, it was my friends. I I think it's so cool that friends will do this thing where sometimes they'll just bring bags of clothes they're getting rid of and have free for alls where you can take stuff. <laughs> You've had that all your life. No, I haven't. I was thinking about like your school uniforms and like things like that. Oh, like- so exciting! A school uniform. <laughs> no, it. I, I will say that was nice. Like when your friends would graduate. And you could kind of call dibs on their sweatshirts and stuff. That was fun. Yeah. And it was nice where you could get the old uniforms that aren't like even made anymore. Because then you could oh, yeah, yeah, differentiate yeah. yourself from what everybody else looks like, even though it's a uniform. I had, I had vintage, vintage polos and stuff yes. from <laughs> upperclassmen friends. But it no, was, that's cool. It's very... Does it have sleeves? Like it looks like a big like drapey thing. But if you, okay, yeah. It's just a t-shirt. It's a t-shirt. <laughs> Cool. Too bad we're not doing the video anymore because, you know, it's a good little shirt. <laughs> but that's okay. Hey, this yeah. is episode 40. Can you believe it? It's episode 41. 41? What happened to 40? 41. 40. 40 last week? Um, I believe happened last week. Yeah. If I, if I had to guess, I'd say it <laughs> happened last week. Okay. Um, but we didn't, didn't really acknowledge it. That's like 40 episodes. No. That's big. But you know what's it's even bigger? 40, 41. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 41. Before you know it, it'll be 50. And then it'll be 52, which is a full year. And then we'll be into season two. Wow. And then it gets crazy. That's wild. You know, we can't get there until we start this episode. So. That's true. Should we? Shall we roll the intro music? Let's do it. Max and Dads. Wholesome chaos. Max and Dads. I wasn't recording. I'm kidding. It's a joke. I'm an actor. <laughs> You're a comedian. <laughs> I'm an aspiring, aspiring comedian. You are an aspiring actress, auditioning left and right. How? Well, here's the here's the question: Is when are you no longer aspiring? True. Because I've filmed a movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's true. You are an actress. No doubt about it. Let's go. You're on IMDb and stuff. Let's go. I was talking with friends about that, of when when in life, when you are in an aspiring career, are you no longer aspiring? Also, putting the word aspiring before your career is a little degrading. That's a good point. I think you're always, (laughs) you should always be aspiring to a new level, to a new level of learning, to the next opportunity in front of you. You know, acting is like that. In that between projects, you're out of work a little bit. Well, or completely. (laughs) Yeah, but so is, so you could say that about speaking. You could say, oh, I don't, I don't know my next speech. So now, even though I've been doing this for 20 years, am I back to being an aspiring speaker? Do they still love me? I mean, I, I, I basically told other speakers, I said, the nature of this business is you'll find yourself either thinking, you know, either sitting at home thinking, why am I not booked? Or on the road going, when am I going to get home again? You know, that's, that's <laughs> kind of like the reality of it. Um, but it's true. Yeah. It's like you, you just have to always stay hungry. And I think that's the key. Hungry for learning always, and achievement. Yeah, always stay hungry, but also always stay grateful. I think yeah. it's really easy because you don't have something directly in front of you that's big and shiny to say like, oh my gosh, 
and like, ah, life is so, so tough right now. Like, I just need this one more thing when actually like we can look back and be like, well, just like counting blessings and stuff like that. Like whenever I've found that as my new tactic, whenever I'm anxious, whenever I'm overwhelmed, just count your blessings and it calms you down a little bit. True. Yeah. The secret to life is, is knowing that you can go after anything you want and yet still being content where you are. Yeah. And somehow finding that that connection between those two ideas and that's happiness. is what puts you present in the moment. Yeah, genuinely. Like, I don't know if this sounds, like, lame or whatever, but I think, like, contentment is happiness. <laughs> like, just being able to be content in your situation. Yes. Which, like, of course is... Content in your own skin. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and of course we say this very situationally. You know, like, we're we're not trying to, like, press anything on like really hard situations where it's like, no, just be content and you'll be happy. Like that's, that's insensitive when we don't know every situation. Exactly. Um, but just personally in my life, that's what I've found helps me a lot. It's a journey. But when I said content in your own skin, I meant that figuratively, but also literally, cause I mean, your skin is the only skin you have, right? Which is why I am so excited because this podcast is brought to you by our incredible sponsor, Apostrophe. And we've all had struggles with our skin. And so we've decided to partner with Apostrophe, who's sponsoring this episode. Tell us about them, Maggie. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne. Apostrophe connects you with a board-certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your unique skin. Simply fill out Apostrophe's online quiz about your skin goals and medical history, then snap a few selfies, and your dermatologist will create your customized treatment plan. Apostrophe treats all types of acne, from hormonal acne to facial acne, and even chest knee, back knee, and butt knee. They treat breakouts from head to toe. And it's not, I mean, acne is their specialty. They're great at that. But they also uh, treat other skin conditions, including like wrinkling. Um, I, I went to apostrophe.com and I used our code and I filled it out. And I, I said what I wanted was some treatment um, with regard to wrinkles and my wrinkle lines. Woof, woof. Well, I just got the box and I'm going to open it for you right now. It says confidence delivered on the front, this cute little box. And you open it up and the apostrophe labels there. It says uh, the path to healthier skin is finally clear. And, oh, this is so cute. You've got this little bag with my skin product in it. It says clear days ahead. A little ASMR that, right now with the unboxing. Yeah, exactly. And the, um, yep, yeah, one pump or half pump nightly to your face. Apply that. And that's my wrinkle cream. Oh, and I've even got some sunscreen, <laughs> SPF 43, uh, some, some slather on, hashtag slather on sunscreen. 43, that's good. Yeah, that's going to be awesome for playing golf well, and all that good stuff. <laughs> every day. Every day you should be wearing sunscreen, Dad. I know, and I haven't. Like, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm you... so excited to finally be taking good care of my skin. Yeah, now you've got something to be excited about. Well, we have a special deal for our audience. You can save $15 off your first visit with an apostrophe provider at apostrophe.com slash chaos when you use our code chaos. And that's only available for our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash chaos and click begin visit and then use our code chaos at sign up and you'll get their first visit for only $5. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash C-H-A. 
AOS and use that code CHAOS to get your dermatologist crafted treatment plan for $5. We thank Apostrophe for sponsoring this podcast. All right. And I thank you for my, for my products. I can't wait to start using them, Apostrophe. That's awesome. <laughs> So we haven't really introduced this podcast and this episode other than the fact that it's number 41. But if you're listening and you don't know this podcast yet, that's Maggie Thurman. She's not just an aspiring actress. actress. She's a <laughs> legit full-time actress auditioning practically every day, living in L.A. She's like this close to her next big break and big movie and just crushing it out there in the world. Aspiring TikToker. No, she's well, she's definitely uh, a full-fledged TikToker. <laughs> TikToker. I guess I am too. I've been getting yeah, some. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this over here is my wonderful dad, Dan Thurman, <laughs> who is a aspiring motivational speaker. <laughs> <laughs> For the last 28 Everyone, years, I've been aspiring. Yep. Everyone's going to think we have no credentials. <laughs> just <laughs> just Google so, us, guys. It's okay. Just hopeful people. Um, no, but as he also said, he's a full-fledged TikToker bringing happiness to your For You page. Wait, that's kind of yeah. cute. I don't think I've ever said that. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> that is that's nice. a cute little slogan, bringing happiness to your For You page. Love it. Um, also in the room is my mom. Hey, hey, honey. Shilia Hello. or Shay Thurman. Laughing in the background. an incredible, awesome woman. She's a writer. She's an occasional TikToker. And behind the scenes is Eddie, our son, and Maggie's brother, who does the editing for the podcast. And he's bringing you some love from behind the scenes this week and from out in California as well in a different part of town. But it's our family podcast. And what we do here on Wholesome Chaos is we talk about real life, what's going on for us, what we're working on, what we're struggling with in real time. And we do it in a very real way so that we can help each other and also help you in your family dynamics too. So, you know, what we're struggling with uh, right now is the latest update to our Tesla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wrote that down. I wrote that down as something I wanted to talk about. <laughs> that was funny. We were looking for, a, like, how do you turn on the windshield wipers or open the glove box? You were trying to open the glove box. And what happens on a Tesla is the software updates. And because everything is touchscreen, like your buttons change and you don't know what, how to work with your car anymore, which is uh, kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, you know how to drive it. The, the driving experience doesn't change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But glove box, tricky thing. I was on the phone with them while they were driving uh, when this all happened. And I just hear, I just hear, how do you open the glove box? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. These updates, Elon. Like, <laughs> like, like, I don't know how to use my car anymore. But the other thing <laughs> Elon does really is, he, like, your car just naturally gets better. Like, the auto steering gets better, the lane controls. Um you know, I think about when when autopilot first came online, like there was a period of time it was installed in all the vehicles, but it wasn't legal to turn it on yet. And then it became legal. They got the approval. And then suddenly one day all these Tesla owners woke up and suddenly their car could drive itself. Um, that's a pretty neat yeah. improvement. And the, in theory, your car just keeps getting better the longer you have it. And I've had mine a long time. I've had my car since 2016 and mom's had hers since 2018 or so. Um, yeah. And we, we really dig them. We love them. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. So we're, we're having a good morning here. Um, we had a pretty late night uncharacteristically for us. Mm -hmm. We were out dancing, Maggie. We were out doing some Persian dancing. As you should. Yes. 
we were at our dear friend Lita's home and she invited us along with all of her Persian community um, and members of her of her church. And we're celebrating two things, their second anniversary and the Persian New Year, mm -hmm. which is the same as the first day of spring, which recently happened. And it was so much fun, great so food, fun. live music, live dancing. I just had leftovers before the podcast. Lita sent us home with food. I love that about her. Like she always feeds me. You know, she knows I I love Persian food, and we don't have any Persian restaurants out here. And so um, periodically, she'll just come over and say, "Oh, I cooked for you." <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. so awesome. And and of course, that's your mom's you know best buddy. And yes. they, she met her back when before Lita knew any English at all. And you were very young. We were re reminiscing about those memories. Maggie wasn't born. You weren't born? No, I, I was That's pregnant true. through that. So it was just awesome because we were both young mothers and we literally could communicate before we shared a language. We were best friends and just um, never even realized when she learned English because we uh, had always been able to communicate. So it's like we think back to that. I'm like, when did that happen? <laughs> like we could always communicate. And yeah. a lot of what was happening last night was in Farsi. They were, you know, the natural conversation because this is their community. They all speak Farsi first and then English second. And so they would naturally, they would have to translate things for us. And But it was great. Like they kept us really included. Um, yeah, and play, playing live music. And she said like like they get together like every week and, and just – you know, like when when I was a teen, we would get together with people and play guitar and sing songs. And so it's the same kind of thing, but they play different instruments and sing in Persian songs. Yeah, that's like awesome. Like Cat Stevens. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me, because, you know, when you're dancing, the music, you want to go out on the dance floor, and the instrumentation was really different, like uh, hammer dulcimer and violin and a lot of percussion, um, and then singing and things like this. And... You know, so I go out there with with Sasan and start dancing, or you know, we'd start doing our thing, and different people lead us, pulling us on the dance floor, and I'm moving, and I feel like I could dance, and I'm doing you know my moves, and I'm probably throwing in some TikTok stuff and doing a little wacky taffy, or I don't know what. Oh my goodness! But um, they're just all looking at me, all goofy, and and what what I realized is that you know it's one thing to dance, but when you're at a cultural event, it's about adopting the style of dance that's appropriate for the music. Attempting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Aspiring to dance. Did yeah. any <laughs> style. Did anyone teach you? Yeah, it's subtly. Like like you just mimic people and try different things. There's a lot of hand movements and things like this. That also happened when I was in Mexico recently. I got out on the dance floor and and oh. this woman like you know, she's dancing with me. She's like, no, 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 no. Do this, do this, do this, do this. She worked with me for like 20 minutes. And then she's like, okay, now you're dancing like a Mexican. And the other thing it made me think about is growing up in a Polish family with really that same rich heritage, history, mm -hmm. very different music. But we had like these big parties when I was a kid where, you know, we'd have my uncles playing accordion and this instrument with like a, a, a big uh, like stick, like almost like a broom handle. It was a broom handle, I think, with a string attached on top of this drum, and you'd stretch it and play it like a bass note. Yeah. Like you'd, you'd literally get the bass sound off of that and just polka dancing and all kinds of stuff. Okay, moving on. Sorry. <laughs> I've been watching a, a new show. Yeah. It's called Is It Cake? Have you seen anything about this? Is, Is it, it cake? cake? Is it a baking show? It's a baking show where they they would bring out 
like 10 hamburgers or something, and you have to guess which one of them is not a hamburger, but is in fact cake. It's really interesting. Hmm. Um, and it's inspired me that today, after this podcast, actually, I'm going to run to the store, I'm going to get some ingredients, and I'm going to make a hamburger cake. <laughs> or attempt to. Are you yeah. really? Are you that now you should definitely make a TikTok about that. I will. I will be making a TikTok about that. I have I have a few ideas. Um Yeah, and then I'll bring it to some of my friends tonight because we're gonna go see a movie tonight, which I haven't seen a movie in a while. Cool. Nice. I have a joke with some friends that I've actually never seen any movies ever because I feel like every time someone brings up a movie, I haven't seen it. Like classic movies. Just I'm I usually I'm a, a binge an entire season in a night type of person, but I'm trying to change that. I'm trying to become a reader and I'm trying to become a movie person. Well, that would be consistent and congruent with being an actress is to really know classic film. How to read. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, having your friends come both over and read things. you scripts is not a good strategy. No, FaceTiming my parents and getting them to sound out the big words for me. I do love how you that's do your auditions with mom, though. <laughs> that, that's fun how you, your mom's your audition partner. It's crazy. And so much props to mom because I'll call mom and be like, hey, can you help me film an audition real quick? And she'll say, you know, yeah, of course. And we'll, we'll call. And then I'll hang up the call. And it will have been like an hour and a half that we were on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so big thank you to you, mom. You're a real You one. know she okay. loves it. It gets awkward sometimes depending on the script. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> hey, Maggie, we've got another great sponsor for this episode. Speaking of, of baking things, uh, making things, cooking food. Who doesn't love food? You got to have food. Love food. To have good food, to have fresh fruit. F- to fresh. <laughs> what am I trying to say? Hello, to fresh. Have fresh food <laughs> is the best food. And to have it delivered to your door, come on. That's even better. So our sponsor, one of our longtime sponsors whom we love is HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. It's all about convenience with HelloFresh. Not only do the ingredients come pre-portioned so you're not overbuying or wasting food, but it's easier than ever to get filling meals on the table in a snap with options like family-friendly or quick and easy recipes. HelloFresh has fit and wholesome recipes for satisfying and nutritious meals that you can feel good about with six recipes per week to choose from, including low-calorie and carb-conscious options. We've all had our experience with HelloFresh, and it's been such a great tool for me to utilize living alone where I don't want to overbuy. I don't want to create these giant meals, and I can really customize that with HelloFresh to have meals that are more specifically for one person or two people and have leftovers. So it's been really great. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 16chaos and use that code 16chaos for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash 16chaos and use code 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh. I, I had a really cool thing happen the other day. What's that? I was at this really cool coffee shop slash food place, restaurant, I guess some would call it. <laughs> um, and and I was waiting in line with um, some friends and we were about to order and we had been waiting in line for like 20 minutes. Like it's a, it's a popular hop in place. Um, 
And the girl who was behind us just, we like made eye contact and I was actually about to compliment her pants because she had really cool pants on. And she just goes, I love your videos with your dad. And I was like, that's so sweet. Thank you so much. And she said, um, she was like, whenever I'm missing my dad, I watch like y'all's videos. And I, that was just so precious to me and so kind and I, I really appreciated that interaction. So I thought I'd share it with you. And you said to her, well, you just don't know him that well. He can be really annoying sometimes. <laughs> he can totally get on your nerves. We can all. We had one of those moments early, earlier uh, today yeah. as we were getting ready for the podcast. We just weren't quite on the same page. And it's like, you know, it happens. It absolutely happens. And that's so normal. And it's something that it even like us talking about it right now, like something that I love about our relationship is it is definitely flawed. Like we definitely get on each other's nerves sometimes, but yeah. we always have like a strong center point to come back to where we're, I know I, I get very, very hyper conscious of this. And I think you do too, where it's like, we never want to hurt each other's feelings. We never want to tear each other down. That's never the intent. And so when we like have realizations of moments, like when we have done that, I think it's always a very quick comeback where we're like, I'm sorry about that. Like, and I, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. I mean, we're most critical about, about other people and the aspects that we find that we don't like about ourselves. And so I think when we see flaws in certain things or just things that make us crazy, um, (laughs) it really is just kind of like drawing attention to something within ourselves that we're working on and dealing with. And the mark of a great relationship is that you give each other permission to try things and to grow and to change, but also hold each other accountable. And so that's what we try to do. Yeah, absolutely. I did the math recently, Maggie, and um, it's right about 15,000. What is? What is? 15,000. Oh, so I'm thinking um, (laughs) I'm 53 right now. I'm almost 54. So if I live, I mean, the normal life expectancy is 78 years, 79, maybe 80. If you're personally, what's that? I hate this conversation. (laughs) No, I mean, so, but I'm thinking I could, I could at least go to 95. Oh, yeah. Before I die. Um, Uncle Ted, by the way, who was at a lot of those polka parties, it, today's his 99th birthday. So longevity Hi. is in my family. Happy but if, birthday. But if I live to 95, then I have roughly 15,000 days until I'm dead. <laughs> and Stop. So, Why are we talking about this? I'm going to cry. Talking about what? Mortality? Yeah. Oh, I think it's, I think it's a great topic. <laughs> I think everyone should talk about mortality and think about it often. Do you think about it relative to your life? Because you know, I, you know it's going to happen, right? You know you're going to die. I have tears in my eyes at the moment. I'm far less concerned about me dying than the people around me dying. <laughs> yeah, it's you know the one mean? thing people like pre- pre- you know pretend their whole life is never going to happen to them, and then they seem surprised at the end when it's really the only thing we know with certainty is at some point in our life it's going to come to a conclusion. Um, and I feel like once you come to terms with that then everything changes in some way and you know a lot of the bs goes away and you're able to just kind of like see what is really important in life cuz it's not about how long you live really it's about yeah how you live your life and yeah 
I actually thought of that would be like a, a good conversation starter. When you meet somebody for the first time, you just say, hey, how are you? Have you adequately contemplated your mortality? <laughs> And just to see yeah, what their, re what their reaction is. I think it would just take you right into a very deep and meaningful conversation. I think the definition of mortality also, not the definition, but well, kind of changes on like who you're talking to. Like for me, someone who like has, has faith, is religious, like believes that th this is not all that there is, you know, then my gravity of like contemplating mortality is going to be different than somebody who believes that we there's nothing after this that we just are we just nothing run out of days. Yeah, yeah 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 um and so there's that aspect as well but yeah it's it's not my favorite thing to think about which is crazy because i was having a conversation last night because obviously I've had more experience with people I love passing away than myself passing away because I'm still here. And so I think that's probably why I fear that more than me passing away. Because, you know, if if I go, then I'm gone. I'm yeah, probably doing it, other things, not super concerned about <laughs> this. Um, true. But no, it, it, really, it really sucks to lose people. And so... That from one perspective, of absolutely. I don't like to think about. But from the standpoint that people are a gift and they flow in and out of your life, and you never know how long you're going to be with some, or when that someone, or when that last conversation is going to be. Like if you could get that in your mind, then you like if you hold that so true and and present in the forefront of your moment, then every conversation becomes a meaningful conversation because you don't know whether or not it's going to be the last one. Every goodbye becomes a very sincere goodbye, I care about you. And every, you know, embrace and hello is another celebration of here we are again, and we're still in each other's lives. You know what I mean? It's like, I do it, because I, I used to live that way to a fault. Explain. Like I, I get very, very paranoid about things. This is no surprise to you guys. Um, I, I I do get very just hyper hyper aware of how easy it is for people to come in and out of your life. And so I've always kind of had that weight with me of like when you're hugging someone, it could be the last time you're hugging them. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's sentimental. That's nice. You're present, but it's also a weight mm -hmm. that you carry with you in every interaction. And like I'm finding just like even in this conversation that that's that's been lifted more recently like probably like in this past year but I I do remember walking around with that and like every time I would hug someone be like if this was the last time I like ever hugged them do they feel adequately loved by me like do would this be an okay note and like that's sweet but it's also just a heavy thing to live mm -hmm. with all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. You always feel like, okay, when's the next shoe going to drop? Yeah. As opposed to just what I think your dad is, is more thinking of is just always celebrate the moments, you know, the times yeah. together and enjoy those moments and be present as opposed to thinking about this is the last moment I may see this, but you know, not, not to really look yeah, at it like absolutely. that. Absolutely. 
but yeah, but, but don't, I'm not saying don't, don't put off the opportunity to be truthful. Don't put off the For opportunity sure. to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to be, uh, to, to express the, the, the uniqueness that you have and the perspective that you have. Um, I mean, to go for it. It's like, would you rather live a, a long life that's relatively safe and uneventful, or would you rather live for your years uh, taking bigger chances of yeah, both no, success absolutely. and failure and deeper learning and greater enjoyment and impact and, and honesty? And I think that's great. And I think like the notion and the habit of, of putting things off because there's a tomorrow is like a, a dangerous mindset because, you know, tomorrow's never promised and, and you don't know what tomorrow's going to look like. And so it's, it's very easy. And we get into that habit as humans where it's like, Oh no, 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 I'll, I'll tell the boy that I like him when the time's right. And the time's never right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I totally are, get that. Yeah. Or we, or we really need to get together one day or, you know, what mm-hmm. we really should do is yeah blah. And it's like, that, those two words, like what we should do, here's what we should do, or we need to do this. And we agree that we need to do it, which is the agreement that we're never going to do it. <laughs> like we, we, we yeah. feel better by acknowledging the fact that we have that intention <laughs> and that takes us off the hook to do a damn thing about it. Right. Instead yeah. of saying, okay, get out your calendar. Let's figure this out. Let's plan it. Let's go. You yeah. really do have to put things on the calendar. Like immediately it's wild but once you do once you get in that habit and then you're kind of like stacking these future meaningful experiences in your life ahead of you and you could forget about them and then they just start showing up and you're like oh wow i get to do this now because i thought about it and committed to it before yeah um and so that's that's a great habit to get into to use your calendar that way was this was this the deep conversation you warned me about before (laughs) telling me that i have fifteen thousand days left with you (laughs) Yeah, actually, I wrote that yesterday, so it's actually fourteen thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. Oh no! <laughs> no, I mean, who knows is the answer. Um, That's if, true. Yeah, if, yeah. If I go tomorrow, here's the thing: if I go tomorrow, just know that I feel fulfilled and happy, and like that I've gotten everything out of life that I want. Same. But what about grandkids. Oh yeah, <laughs> except grandkids. <laughs> no, I. I do want that. I want to I be know. able to create a bigger family experience and a culture and a bond that goes beyond us. Can I tell and, you something uh, exciting? Yeah. I think oh, I do. Uh, yes. I, I think I want to get married. Are you dating? No. <laughs> I, told, I told you guys that the other day, too. You guys were looking at a house, and I was like, uh... Like, well, when me and my boyfriend come like to visit you guys, then then we'll need like extra rooms. And you guys were like, are you talking to someone? And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. One for you. One for him. On different of floors. Of separated course. by the dogs. Of course. Who will bark in the middle of the night. Be. Yeah. Um, when your dad came to meet <laughs> my parents uh, for the first time, I guess my mom came out with my sister to meet you when they found out I was serious about this juggler and they're like a juggler well but what does he do for a living well he's a juggler wait a second is that a living is that a career (laughs) but anyway but then when we went out to the ranch for dan to meet my dad um they put a cot up for him in the library right in that back downstairs library (laughs) man (laughs) it was a um it was intimidating her you know her dad's a was a brigadier general 
the head of tropical medicine for this, you know, for the army, and then yeah, the director of, of the, the Texas State Board of Health, and yeah, he was one of the people man. that found polio the vaccine, cure for right? polio, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought he would be wearing his uniform when I got off. That's the plane. so funny. That's you told me that years later. He's like, oh, I thought he was good. Like, no, he was retired. He <laughs> he wears his uniform around the ranch. <laughs> But we are looking at houses for the first time in a long time. We've been in the house you grew up in, the only house you ever knew yeah. for 22 years. And we're thinking it's time to, to make, a, make a change. Um, we just Which, don't know exactly what that is yet. Yeah, L.A. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll just stay with you when we come to L.A. No, you absolutely should. Maybe, maybe that means I'll get a bigger place so we could have like two rooms would be a nice change. <laughs> But no, there's an idea. It's it's such a it's such a conflicting thing for me because I'm so excited for you guys. Like that sounds so fun. A new chapter of life, a new house, new memories. Like it it sounds so good. But like you said, it's the only house I've ever known. And I love it. And I'm a sentimental sucker who still sleeps with a teddy bear, which is probably something that the internet didn't need to know about me. But here we are talking on a podcast. Here we are. I love it too. We've got not one deck, yeah. but two decks connected by a fire pole, which I've always wanted. Yeah. I've got my own putting green, a waterfall in the backyard, and, and all our stuff's there. Yeah, the dogs. Let's- you can't take the dogs with you if you move. Right? <laughs> no, I mean we we would we would definitely they take stay the with the with house. Us. Yeah, they come but, with the house. <laughs> yeah, they've been going with us everywhere we go lately. But um, anyway, speaking of choices, there's a question that came in from Kyra, who asks a question. Are you ready? I'm ready. She says, "I'm struggling with my career lately. I'm a teacher, and this year has been so hard. It's starting to affect my mental and physical health because I'm always stressed out." My husband and I have started discussing the idea of me stepping away from teaching and staying home with our two-year-old son. My overall health is very important to me so that I can be healthy for my family in the long run, but how do you make a decision when both options are risky? Staying in my current job is causing me health issues, but quitting my job to stay home is risky because we won't have my income anymore. How do you weigh risky decisions? That's kind of the essence of the question. Thank you and love listening to your podcast. P.S. Your sponsorship ads are the only ads I don't fast forward through during podcasts. We're (laughs) honored. Yes. And it's great for our sponsors to hear that as well. So thank you for that. But a great question, which is really applicable to everyone. How do you make a tough decision when both options have some risk, some uncertainty involved? Do you have any thoughts on that before I jump in? Um, why don't you jump in first? Okay, sure. Well, first, Kyra, I want to validate your question and just, I'm going to answer this in a way that I would, uh, if we were in a conversation, I'd want to know some things and I'd want to ask you some questions. I'd want you to, you to tell me more about your, uh, your health issues and your mental concerns on that and kind of where things are going. But obviously there's a compelling, uh, reason and need that's driving this, desire for a change. And that's a good thing. And that's motivated ultimately by love, by being close to your child and, and, you know, your family and being a part of those moments that are just so incredibly precious and won't go, um, you know, won't come back, uh, at any point. And so there's no way that being at home would be a wrong answer. It's just another right answer. Um, I would say that whenever I'm trying to make a decision and there's, there's like, 
the easy decisions are, this is a great obvious answer and this is a terrible decision. I'm going to choose the, the thing that's obviously the good rather than the thing that's the bad. But when you have to choose from two bad things or two good things, that's when it gets really complicated. And I think you've got two good potential scenarios because there's upsides and downsides to each aspect. Um, but I would ask you to project yourself mentally, like think about the end of the decision and you've made the choice. Like I'm going to quit teaching for a while. It doesn't have to be permanent, but I'm going to step away from teaching. I'm going to be at home with our child and I'm going to just go with that and commit to it. And just imagine you've already made that decision and then say, well, how do I feel about it now? Like put yourself in the, the emotional context of having made that decision and say, how do I feel? Do I feel relieved? Do I feel scared? Do I feel excited and liberated? Um, am I happy? And then you make the other choice in your mind and say, no, I'm going to decide to stick with this, forego that decision and just com commit to being a teacher for the near future or for the foreseeable future. And then play that out in your mind and see how that sits with you emotionally. So what you're trying to do, I call it uh, future hindsight, project your thinking to the future and then look back with hindsight from that decision as if it's already been made. And now you have an emotional context that's also really valuable in addition to like weighing out the pros and cons. And there'll probably be a clear choice in that process for you. I think that's great. Yeah. I don't have anything to add. Cool. The, uh, you know, stepping away and making decisions can, can be crazy. There's, um, someone I'm working with right now. Could you ever imagine doing this, Maggie? His wife came up to him one day. This is someone I'm coaching and said, I want to get on the road with you and just take our family on the road. Had two kids, a 10 year old and a, at the time, four year old, um, or five year old. And said, we're going to sell our house. We're going to get an Airstream. You, you're going to work from the road because he was already like, you know, mobile, mobile commuting. This is way before COVID and I'm going to homeschool and we're just going to move, you know, live out of an RV or an Airstream and take ourselves around the country. And can you imagine that? Like selling everything? Um, probably not for me. <laughs> um, I'm very much a homebody, <laughs> but that's some people, that's exactly how they thrive and where they feel most alive. And I think they should totally go for that. The world would be so boring if we were all wired the same way, if we all wanted the same lives, you know? Exactly. Well, and what he told me is like, it, it opened up our world so much. You know, they thought they were giving away a lot. Mm -hmm. In fact, they had to give away a lot of things physically because <laughs> all they could keep themselves was like two boxes of stuff, their most cherished things that they could bring with them. They called it the great purge. But what they got in exchange was this life of complete freedom and, uh, you know, every, every day was different. Every day was new. He said the, uh, the national parks became my office park. Um, and it's very, it's a very cool story developing into a Ted talk. That's what I'm coaching him with is, is, uh, getting his Ted talk in shape. In fact, um, his Instagram is shiny, tiny times. This is AC Chan. Uh, so if you wanted to check that out and see kind of what I'm talking about, but yeah, it got to me, th it got me to thinking about what would my other life be like if I made some other radical choices like that? Yeah. I think, I think it's also so easy to get in a state where like it, like you want compulsive change. Like I, I feel that way a lot of the times with my hair or I'll, I'll want to like either like chop it off or dye it just cause like you're craving 
a drastic change instantaneously. Um, and I think those are such fun places to be in, you know? And I feel like maybe you guys are feeling a little bit of that with like the possibility of moving where it's like, well, that'd just be so exciting, you know? And it would be. be. Yeah. Because we can, Yeah, because we can do that. Yeah. I mean, I'm an army brat. So I, I always thought I would just move and move and move. But um, because of your dad's work, we got to travel. Mm -hmm. So it was like, that's even better. Then I don't have to pack up a house. I just pack a suitcase. But um, yeah, we've been there 22 years. And um, I think we're ready for a change. My life as a speaker being on the road affords me a lot of opportunities to see new places, to be at new, new hotels and different experiences with different audiences. And, and I love that. But I am a homebody and a creature of habit. Mom will tell you that Same. about me. Me too. Um, you know, often when she wants me to do something and change something or, you know, something <laughs> bold, it takes her a year or more to convince me of this. And then yes. when we finally do it, I'm like, oh, that's great. I love it. You know, like, like the studio that we're here in right now and where we do our you know virtual programs. Four years, people. Four, Four years. years. I'm like, I don't think we need to convert that studio. I'm not going to do digital events. Well, of course, <laughs> then we did. And then COVID hit. And, I'm, and obviously, your mother's a genius. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That, well, but that. what I found out with you is that, um, like, I can imagine stuff in the way I want stuff. But you, you don't, if I explain it to you, it's not painting the, the picture in your mind. So you can't do it. But often if I show you a picture, like yeah. showing you like the house, like we weren't, you weren't really into the idea of moving until we started looking at houses on Zillow. And then it was like, now we're both on board. Yeah. Although we keep changing our mind every other day. Well, what's weird <laughs> is like, we want we a house. Our house. Yeah, we want a house in a great neighborhood and like in a in a really nice Just spot. Or we're looking at like golf courses and things. And it's like, yeah. man, what do we want? But then these houses are like mansion. Like they're they're really big in terms Some of like square footage. That now that we're empty nester, nesters, it's like it's the opposite but of downsizing. You're not. We don't, yeah. You're empty nesters for kids who come back all the time. Yay! For vi- yeah, very- and we'd also be like consolidating our business into our house. Yeah. And- and, yeah, and, and the cooler the house, the more likely they'll keep coming home, right, Max? Yeah, and you need a new <laughs> fire pole, obviously. Yeah. Definitely. And a train. What? I could take, I could take the you fire pole tra- with me, but then I'll just be a big in the hole backyard. in our deck. And you guys are right. going to start fostering like a dozen dogs at a time. So no. We're kids. No. We can start fostering kids. No. <laughs> sure? they, they haven't even left yet. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm on two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> do you want a brother or sister maggie <laughs> I, w- I want dogs <laughs> I want okay. dogs. all right here's another fun question or actually not a, not a question but just a comment i have a paralyzed stomach and can't eat a wide variety of foods that's not the fun part yeah why would you as a college student living <laughs> on their own for the first time grocery shopping can be very overwhelming i'm surrounded by all the food that i can't have and have to take time to read through every single ingredient on everything. Who knew that oatmeal has gluten in it? I started listening to your podcast while shopping, and it helps ease my food anxiety and Aww. helps keep me distracted. So thank you for fewer tears in the grocery store. That's Heidi. That makes so me Heidi. That makes my heart so warm. Yeah, Heidi, I'm really sorry you, you have to deal with those issues, and that must be incredibly difficult for you, not just to shop, but you know, to eat around 
anywhere. But um, the fact that we can be a part of your lives, is, it, life is just so amazing. Um, and that's true for you too, as you sit out there, that, out there listening, just know that we, we really do feel connected to you and we want to help. So if there's something on your mind that you'd like us to talk about, question for Maggie and her life or, you know, things that you can ask her about and relate to, or for me or, or Shay in our experiences as parents, go to wholesomechaos.com and you can just suggest a topic there and it'll come right to us and we will read it and, uh, hopefully speak to that on the air in the very near, near future. So go check it out. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we, we appreciate it more than you guys know. And this is such a special thing that we get to do together as a family. So thank you for being a part of that. So anything else on your mind this week, Maggie? What's next for you? I have something very exciting coming up that I will tell you about on next week's podcast because it's a surprise. I'm not even kidding. What? You're not even telling us? No, I'm not even telling you guys. No. <gasps> I'm, I'm trying out the whole keeping secrets from your parents thing. <laughs> <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's going to be really good. So if seriously, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, subscribe because next week's I've, I've got something. Okay, I'll subscribe. Yeah, me too. I'll definitely show <laughs> yeah, up on that. Y'all one. better be here. <laughs> That's going to be like episode forty, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Episode forty. <laughs> Man. All right. Okay. Well, what if we what if we record the next week's podcast tomorrow? Would you tell us then? No. <laughs> <laughs> we can't it's, move it up. It's got to happen. Trying to first. be tricky. It's going to be tricky. Okay. Well, you've definitely piqued my interest and, and curiosity, and I'm sure the same is true for everyone out there listening. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, be sure to sign up and subscribe, tell your friends to follow and show up next week for Maggie's big news. You're not going to want to miss it for sure. All right. I love you. <laughs> I love you, Maggie. Love you, honey. Love you guys. And we love you. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Have a great week. Mags and dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and dads, wholesome chaos. Can I, can I say something? I loved Dad that when you were doing the unboxing, you showed the non-existent camera what you were taking out of the box. <laughs> on it's our, so pretty on our podcast. Well, I was technically showing you, but Discord. I was really also method acting for the audio <laughs> listener. Yeah, and trying to get the foley sounds in there. Do you hear me crinkle the wrapping paper and yeah, half yeah. the box and it things? It was it was method aspiring acting. It was all improv. <laughs> I did not even rehearse that.